don't earn money from your music. You earn money from your touring and merch. Yep. That's your most basic income right now. And all these guys, all my homies right now, they're suffering because not, not everybody's touring right now. We're all, we're still restriction. We're all doing that virtual festival, which is, I feel, who started that? Was it, was it EDC, the insomnia people who started the virtual festival? It was either them or um, Tomorrowland. Because I know Tomorrowland did one, but it wasn't. Right. Tomorrowland was the first one to do the one that you had to buy tickets for. Oh, um, wait, wait. They had the full like production with like a, a fake crowd and like a state, like a huge stage and all that. Wait, wait. wait. Oh, that's not, that's very interesting. Like, tell me a little bit more about that because I wasn't aware that Tomorrowland actually made people purchase tickets to see a virtual presence. Yeah, so Tomorrowland, I think the tickets were like $20. Um, so you okay. bought a ticket, you're able to log in and actually watch the festival live. And then it's, it stores it for like another like 10 days after. So you can watch it. But yeah, it was, like a, it was like a $20 ticket, you know, for one person. And you can watch it live on stream. But they went full production. Like, it looked like you were actually at the festival with like a fake crowd and fireworks and all this stuff. Holy so. shit. So I called it. I called it something that one of my homies, we were in this episode, we were talking about it, is that eventually it was these virtual festivals, nice and neat, but you're you're producing a lot of money with no income. All you're getting is streams. You're not going to get a lot of money out of streams. You get like, what, 0.0005 cents per stream? Something like on, that. On it, what? On on, um, on whichever stream you go, whether like, it's YouTube like, um, or Facebook or Spotify, wherever you're streaming at. You yeah, I know, I know, I know. EDC was doing it on Twitch, and mm-hmm. that is 100 percent. And Group Cruise also, and those are 100 percent donations. Um, donations. Cause, yeah, because Twitch only pays you if you run an ad. Which mm. I run ads all the time. <laughs> you get paid um, by subscriptions, and you get paid by um, by donations. And most of them can't do subscriptions because they don't do enough um shows per week that's why so uh as i was going back to it i was talking to my homie about this and i said myself bro that the most safest way to do this and the best way to get 100 of your money back is if you do the pay-per-view route which is basically pay a certain amount whatever the amount is and then you get to watch all the artists you know I can't believe Tomorrowland started that first than EDC. Yeah, they, they did their own that was like um it wasn't paid and then they did a real full production festival. Tomorrowland or EDC? Year. Um Tomorrowland. Okay. EDC did a full EDC Las Vegas. Yeah. Um virtual fun. Yeah. Yeah, virtual, but it was just virtual. It was no, you know, I don't think they made any revenue unless they people were giving out donations right. through it, but because unless you're an affiliate with, I mean, they're probably an affiliate now, but if you're not an affiliate with Twitch, you can't run ads or anything like that. So that's the only thing. We're going to go back to, to that part in, about the affiliates because that's mm-hmm. something I really want to discuss and, you know, something that definitely benefits me. Um, But I called it. Fuck. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I called it. I knew it was, it was just a matter of time. And I said it loud and clear. It was months ago when I said it. It's like, yo, it's going to get to the point that it's going to be virtual festivals, yeah. pay-per-view style. Like, Pay this much and you see this much. Now, I this is a question I give to everybody in this show about these virtual festivals. Do you see this as a long-term thing or it's going to be a short thing? 
depends. So the way it will work is um a lot of DCMA going out right now to a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on Twitch platform, it's probably going to die out. Mm. Um, but I think on their own platforms, if they can get do it right, like Tomorrowland did, then yeah, I think it's gonna it might be beneficial a couple times a year. So as a so another thing is I would say is like due to the times that we're right now, look how much money ravers or customers are saving money by not going to these shows, even though they want to go to these shows. They're saving like hundreds of dollars, like between airplane tickets, transportations, um, hotels, parking, parking, um, uh, drinks, drinks, food. food and now you can pay how much? What did you say? It was, 20? It tw- yeah, it was 20 bucks. You pay 20 bucks, invite, you know, what, 10 friends to over to the house, whatever. Buy a couple, you know, a, pot- a couple bottles of drinks, whatever you guys are going to be mm-hmm. doing. And there you go. You're not have to worry about nothing. Comes up to like what? A hundred bucks, maybe? Yeah, like a, a, typical, a, tico, a typical festival price is 100 bucks at best, you know? And you're paying 100 uh, bucks for 10 friends. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> my question is to that is probably it's related to the previous question, but it, it still stands. Now that we may, we may have the option for virtual thing, you think when things are settled down and people can come in, are those people are going to, are there certain, well, let's put it general. Would there be people that they still want to spend that much money to go to these festivals or will there be a more percentage of people say, you know what? I'm happy to spend 20 bucks or so or whatnot divided by my friends and watch it from my home. I think people that, that I've never experienced anything like EDC or Tomorrowland or anything like that will still want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a fact of meeting new people. So a lot of people in EDC, I've met a lot of people in EDC. Right. I've met a lot of people in Music Week. Um, they just want to do that. They want to meet new people. So I think in sense, yeah, there's going to be some people that just want to do it from home, but there's going to be a lot of people that still want to go out and experience it somewhere else. So, okay. I want to close this in, in the promoting qu- topics. I want to close this because there's some things that I want to discuss with you and I want to hear your opinions about it in regards to the whole local artists trying to promote back in the days right now, and whatnot. Do you believe in a DJ slash promoter calling themselves an artist, like a musician artist, or are you just DJ? Prom- you're just a DJ promoter. Yeah, like for me, I don't produce any music. I'll just be a DJ promoter. I'm not mm-hmm. an artist. I'm not a you know anything like that. I'm just a DJ. You know, pretty much. Um, anybody who takes that type of title, I mm-hmm. think you're just doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what you want to do because First thing that's going to happen, someone goes to a club, hears your music, likes it, goes, hey, let me hear your music. Oh, I don't produce any music. And, you know, you kind of like just <laughs> put yourself in a bad predicament there. So you don't want to do that at all. So, But do we, we do know a lot of people that are like that, right? Yeah, there are some people that are out there that do that. I just don't recommend it. Um, right now with the pandemic, I would not recommend it, period, if you're playing at any places at all. Um, we did base camp. Um, with um humans alike yeah and every single company and their mother was there so talking about um seven lines i'm talking about um disco lab mm. um i got man behind denials his company i forgot what it was right now <laughs> because there's so many companies out there but all the companies were there so last thing you want is saying oh i'm, a, I'm an artist and then they go okay let me hear your music no i don't produce any music you just 
really just bring, you're gonna have to change your name you're gonna have to do uh whatever that artist did or i'm gonna mention his name but change his name and all that but yeah that's yeah not, i know which one you're talking about yeah you don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> i'll do that yep i know we, we i i i know i know i i i i almost spit out his name on the previous yeah. episode yeah. uh well i actually did spit out his name his his new change name and it was today that I remember. Oh, I remember his old name. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was that. And I kept to myself, and I was like, uh, "I'm gonna have to edit that part because, again, uh, he hasn't done anything wrong on me, so I don't want to start a new potential beef." Yeah, you know. But I know who you're talking. That's very obvious. Um, well, I actually want to hear your thoughts about Borges. Okay, you know who Borges is, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I saw Borges at Life in Color. I think the first time when they had the two stages. Okay, um, I remember seeing him there. What do you know about him? That's pretty much all I know about him. Not that much. Okay, so I'll give you a little rundown about Borges and what he does. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a Miami native, obviously a house DJ. He started out with his infamous song, the tsunami track with the dubs. Mm-hmm. What people don't know, and this is public, and this is not me spreading rumors. Or is like, I, no, like this is well known in the industry. Dubs and Borges never made that song to begin with. That was all Kashmir. Kashmir goes produce that song. And obviously they're all on their spinning records. So obviously Kashmir basically goes produced to a lot of the house DJs and spinning records. That was the main one because I love Kashmir a lot because he actually on his first ultra show, his intro was Tsunami. And he made a huge orchestra performance out of it. <laughs> and everybody's like, what the hell? Like, damn, like he went this far for some that's not even his. It was later on that when I found did my research, I saw the producer credits goes to Kashmir. It's like, uh, that's why. <laughs> and later I started to do more research on Borges. I want to see because some of the songs I heard, it was like, damn, I love this guy. I, I used to love this guy back in my house era. That I felt. Mm-hmm. And I love some of his songs. It was later on I figured out that, dude, this guy's not even a musician. He's a promoter. He was a full-time fledged DJ promoter. And I don't know what happened that he managed into the... He probably met with some of the spinning records people. And somehow he put his image out there. And now he's, a, you know, Borges. The one that everybody knows about. Uh, I had I had a big issue when people do that. That you basically started out with not knowing music and just go had somebody to go produce your track and now you're the big shot and everything. Mm-hmm. I have, I have issues with that because like that means you're just phoning. You're just you're only doing this for the fame, man. You're not even doing this because you wanted it to. No. And the reason I'm talking to you about this because I want to hear your thoughts about this once I finish this is because. It wasn't late. It wasn't until this year I figured out, like, holy shit. So this guy was a promoter. Is it? Yeah. Remember when I told you that our every touring DJ from every label that signed and whatnot, their basic income is touring and merching, right? So when you cut that off, you only got music. But music doesn't give you nothing. And I did make an explanation about royalties and whatnot. You don't get your royalties right away. You get it a year after because it gives you the, like the sum of the whole year. And here's your check. And even so, you don't you don't get like a thousand dollars or anything. You even sometimes you even get less. But those royalties are forever, so you know you're gonna get a check of uh, you know certain amount. Mm-hmm. 
like I said, you cut their base game gun, and then, you know, things start to go fall down. What I found now, I don't know if you heard about this, and um, I don't know if you you heard this in your in your area, or he actually did an illegal party during the pandemic. I've heard of some illegal parties. I wasn't sure if it was him, though. Well, one of them happens to be his because I saw it on Twitter. Okay, so yeah. I know some other, I know another artist I got, you know, other stuff happened to him. Yeah. <laughs> and it just shows you the nature of him. Like, it shows you what kind of person he really is and how, you know, because obviously you cut his basic income and mm-hmm. he's like, he doesn't want to lose money. He, does, he wants to, he wants the money to keep flowing. I get it. I, I was about to lose money too in my in my actual job. I'm pretty sure on yours you lost uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars because of the cruise industry, right? Yeah. You still work in there? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure you you guys got furloughed and whatnot. Everybody is uh, on the crapper, but this guy was so desperate that he actually had to throw away an illegal party. And obviously, it, it was uh, in a sense successful because people were also tired and they want to get the fuck out of the house and they want to mm-hmm. go to the parties because they want to do something. I don't remember the specifics detail, but I saw it on Twitter very I don't know if they it got canceled or not. I'm pretty sure it did. And I did saw that everybody because it was gorgeous. His name, his title, that was his show. That was his show. That's how I know. And it was on Twitter. And somebody put it out. Great. Another DJ promoter from Miami done doing this show. I was like, damn, I didn't know about the promoter that he was that. But and then later I found out that he had COVID and others too. See, that's, that's just, um, that's the way you do things. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of us have done a lot of safety protocols to make sure that we do our events right. Yeah. Um, example, space. Mm-hmm. They waited until they can open to do their things. Treehouse waited until they opened to do their things. Um, Travis with Basecamp, we, the first event wasn't the most best when it came to trying to, you know, you know, COVID. It was our first event. The second one, they did a lot better. They had actual barricades that only put six people per area. Yeah. Um, but people live and learn. But those parties that they were doing, I saw one with Cascade at a boat party. Yeah. Like that was another one. I'm like, with no mask. I'm like, he probably didn't know about it. They probably just go, look, we're going to pay you the money. And then he probably showed up. And I was like, this is not what I signed up for. But I mean, it's true. People are losing their income. They need to make their money somehow. So it's like, but yeah, you don't. Don't do illegal events. Like, yeah, no, like don't risk you. <laughs> not, don't, not, don't only risk your own life. But risking other people's life. Yeah, because now you just risk your, yourself. You risk your label that you're on. Um, you risk your name out there because yep. now everyone knows your name. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that the ones that were writing that on, on Facebook, all the promoters going, oh, great. You know, this happened, whatever. They're not going to book you in Miami if this pandemic goes longer than it's supposed to because, mm-hmm. you know, we're all struggling right now when yeah. it comes to that. I agree. That That's something I wanted to bring you into because I didn't know whether you knew about it or not. But I just I knew, about, I knew I knew about other ones that that happened out there, and it mm-hmm. was just you know a lot of people got their bridges burned, um, promoter wise, um, doing illegal events, and you know it's like if this gets even worse, then it's like yo, like we're not gonna have you around because yeah. you're the cause of it. So well, there's one article that I wanted to bring you into it, and um, it's I I read this article. And I want to hear your thoughts about this. Um, let me see if I find it right here, right here by Vice. Do you know? Do you know how accurate is Vice is? They're somewhat accurate. I've seen some articles from them, but mm-hmm. like, but. so I heard, I've I saw this article about a girl 
apparently that that she's a writer in Vice. Her name is uh, Nadja Benison. Have you ever heard of that name in the house world? No. Okay, so according to her, no, she's been performing with people like uh, Robert Schultz. Hold on. Uh, rehab. Who else? Yeah, Robert Schultz, Rehab, and others all around. Something that actually grinded my gears a lot. And again, I have no, I'm putting this as a, as a disclaimer. I have no problems with anyone with any gender, male or female or both, whatever, however you want to describe it, that wants to be a DJ and wants to perform and wants to do whatever they want to do. Kudos. If you want to call yourselves a DJ, call yourselves a DJ. If you want to call yourself an artist, make sure you live up to that name that you are an artist and you make music. What I didn't appreciate about this article, because I'm going to send it to you, is about this girl. She basically entered to the DJ world through, through promotion. And she started DJing. And then she learned how to market herself and started having people to ghost produce. And she's been doing this for two years or so. And, and it's basically, she's saying like, you know, how easy it is to get into the industry. And, and see, I, I got paid this much money. Like I'm making this much now and you know, and it's true. It's all about drugs. It's all about this and people don't really care. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't like it because uh, maybe I'm biased. People may be biased about this, but I didn't like it for the fact that she actually tried to try to prove a point for her project, for her article. This was all based on I'm doing a project and my, this is what my project led me into. I didn't like when culture vultures like her come into the industry and just puts out the bad shit that happens in the industry. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to that, I think it was Gareth Emery that did a track. Was it Gareth Emery oh. that did a track about the ghost producing? Yeah, the, the I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it gets to the point that it's if you have the image um, and the look and all that stuff, they're going to put you. Look, I don't have the image or whatever. Let's mm. say me. But you have the image. I'm going to make all your music. You're going to play it. And that's about it. Perfect example, Dash Berlin. There's three guys. Dash Berlin's the one, the face of it. The other two guys are doing all the music with him, but it's like, you know, he's the face of it. So yeah. it's like, I think a lot of people are thinking that, look, I'm not getting into it, but my music is good. So, but you, you know, have the, the look and all that stuff. Here's the music, you know, and then go from there. I mean, that's the issue that's happening a lot. I don't know if it's happening as much as it did before when Gareth Emery came out with that parody because he came out with that because obviously that was happening a lot more yeah. back in the day. But I think that's what the issue was. Um, people don't have the image um, or don't find themselves like they should. Um, and that's why they, they use someone else as a, you know, stepping stool to get yeah, you know, from the back burner. Barely Alive actually does that. Um, Matt and Willie. They're both barely alive. I mean, we always knew barely alive was two people. It was until later on in the futures in which you only see one person. And everybody was like, oh my God, they, they split. I thought there were two people. It was like, no, it's just <laughs> one of them happens to stay home and makes the music while the other one does the DJ. And Matt does DJing too. I mean, music too. It's just that Willie has actually has more time. And I feel like I, I remember that it was because of health concerns that he could not DJ, you know? So yeah, he, Ali, Ali and Fila do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Ali and Fila does the same uh, thing. Fila's, I think it's Fila's the one that DJs and then Ali can't because of his um, hearing. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't go to the actual shows. Um, but yeah, some DJs do that. Um, I think who's the other one? 
Um, trying to think of their name. What is their name? Battle Battle Life. Also, Battle Life. Of, yeah, one of them only shows up now out of the two for most oh, events. I didn't know about that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I just didn't like the fact that I saw about this about the article from Vice that she doesn't know anything about the music industry and she just managed to get in and says like whatever she wants to say in there and tells everybody it's like yeah like this is what the ugly truth of the industry is like you only probably scratch the the ugly side more than what it actually truly does more than what you actually claim to so it, i don't know i'm not saying, yeah, the that's article. saying that yeah that's saying that they 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 got someone that had the look from the article company and they go we're gonna get you some people that are gonna produce music yeah for you. they're gonna go into the industry and you're gonna do all this yeah I mean, it happens a lot it's just i think it's wrong i mean you're portraying the, the the music industry a lot worse than what it is because it isn't like all that what people are saying i'm sure people do their things at their shows they mm-hmm. It is what it is. I mean, it's out there. Why not? If they do it, they do it. But people go to hear the music. People go to see the artists. People go to hear the the experience, you know, seeing these seeing these people, you know, crying when they see an artist that they can't see yes. because they're out of the country and things like that, you know? So it's 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 just the experience, you know. Now it's more like actually who the artist is in these clubs mm-hmm. to actually see them than before that I was like, it's kind of true. Back in the day, it was like whoever's on the flyer, they didn't give a crap. You just go to the club and just enjoy it. You know, now it's more like, oh man, I have this guy's coming down here. I haven't seen this guy in ages. I gotta go see him. So yeah, that's, it is what it is. Um, you know, with these people, I hate when they actually try to make stuff. And and the argument that they always tell me is like, oh, because of you know the shitty shit that happens, the drugs and whatnot. And I'm like, hold the fuck up, bro. What are you telling me that in the hip hop scene they don't do this? In the hip hop scene, there's there's smoking twenty four seven. You know, Snoop Dogg does it on TV. Yeah. Like TV. On his podcast, yeah. like, it's not like don't don't tell me it doesn't happen. I mean, like, it, obviously it's gonna happen, but you know, like and and then what about the 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 rock era where mu- everybody yeah. was into rock? Are you telling me at that time Motley Crue and all these uh, Guns and Roses that not once well, has Ma- they Ma- ever Ma- done coke? Motley Ma- Crue has their Netflix um special and you see them doing it, and it was actually based on their life. Yeah, um, same thing with Ozzy Osbourne. Same I- thing with. With Woodstock, Woodstock was all LSD and all this other stuff. I mean, dude, like, come on. I, yeah, like I tell people, it's like, yo, go fuck yourself, bro. When yeah. you're, te- <laughs> when you're talking about telling me, it's like, oh, EDM does drugs and whatnot. It's like, what in your era when when Woodstock happened, wh- they were innocent. Nope. Oh, well, like, 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 like everybody singing Kumbaya and shit. We're all yeah. good. Get the okay. fuck out of here, bro. People can go to the club at one o'clock in the morning and be there till three o'clock in the afternoon with no problem. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Bet. Bet. <laughs> I managed I managed to do that without any substance and I yeah. was dead beat. I was just like, uh, I you need, need a red boy. You here. need something if you don't take anything. Yeah. I was I was like, bro, I need I need even water, Red Bull, or something, but no, nah, I was dead beat. And disclaimer, mm-hmm. guys, I've never done drugs in my life, only weed. Just putting <laughs> it out there. Because now people, you know, you know how in days shit gets out of the contents, you know, Um, I'm putting that out there. Only weed. I'm saying all that stuff because I back then um, I saved all my money of when I go to these promotions. I saved my money. I did not spend one cent on a drink. Probably once. Probably once. Because drinks are fucking expensive at that time. Miami's like like 18 bucks for a drink. Exactly. This is like, you know what? I'd rather (laughs) spend $10 on a water. Mm hmm. Because that's that's how normally I will spend on a drink outside of a club. I will spend if I'm going out, ten dollars is like the the peak. It's like all right, okay, bet you know that's how much. And then going in the club is like, nope, I'm gonna fuck you in the ass. And even sometimes nope. they try to screw you on the water too. It's like, yeah, yeah, twenty bucks. It's like, 
Wait, what? <laughs> That's like five cases of water. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> so even so, I got to put these little disclaimers because now, you know how how nowadays no. Twitter and, and social media, there's so many uh, cancel cultures out there that they'll take w- the littlest words and they'll flip it around and then yep. they, everybody's like canceling you all around, man. And it's, mm-hmm. it's nuts. So I'm, I, unfortunately, I have to say all this stuff, disclaimers, like that's not what I meant because mm-hmm. you never know and down in the future when this shit, when this shit actually takes off, some, some yeah. asshole decides to go like go on my earliest like, episodes and, and like, oh my God, he did drugs and then puts out in the, in Twitter. It's like, oh, I didn't know that he was a coke addict and shit. I was like, whoa, what? No, well, you see, you see that like, oh, six years ago, this person said this. I'm like, dude, that was six years ago. Like, yeah, people learn from it. <laughs> like, like what in the actual fuck? And, uh, and the same thing goes with any of these artists, like any even actors, you know, all these celebrities. I, I, I feel bored, uh, bad for, you know, that people are getting canceled now again because of what they do or what they're saying uh, six, seven, ten years ago. Back yeah. then, they were a different person. Are they still doing the same thing? Yeah, that's what, that's, what that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Just like um, the Kevin Hart thing. Like, the, I remember that joke because I saw one of his stand-ups and he was saying that joke and it was hilarious at that time because not everybody was so fucking sensitive about shit that you can cannot say about the my son's gay joke shit, you know, mm-hmm. and now 10, seven years ago, everybody's like, oh, my God, he said this joke about his son. If he was gay, blah, blah, blah. And then he yep. he he couldn't perform the Oscars. And even so, he already apologized. He publicly yep. say it was something I said a couple of years ago. I was dumb. You know, I'm sorry. I apologize. I, mm-hmm. I'm not that person anymore. And a lot of people are like that, too, you know. And then, and still, he didn't couldn't get to the Oscars, and it was like, bro, that you just damaged someone's reputation and image just because you something f- happened years ago that wasn't a topic years ago. So yeah, bro, like, have you ever encountered some of this stuff around you with people that people are just so bitter that they want to cancel you or cancel um, Apex or any of the Treehouse people and stuff? No, I mean. I think a lot of us in Treehouse, we don't post anything mm-hmm. bad on social media. I don't post anything on social media that's negative or anything like that. Mm. Um, even with everything that's going on right now at the election, I didn't post any political yeah. stuff out there. I just put, look, whoever you guys vote for. Yeah, we're all united. Be, we're all united. You know, be positive. You know, I do a lot of TikToks. The only reason I do it is to spread positivity and make people laugh because there's too much negative out there. So I'd I agree. Just, Better put the positive stuff out there than the negative. I agree, bro. And I'm I'm happy to hear that type of stuff. I, I thought uh, I was the only one out there because I try to avoid politics as much as possible. And I could give a fuck who you vote. Biden, Trump, uh, Joe Jorgensen, the libertarian, like the yep. independents. I could give a fuck who you voted for. You vote for whoever you vote. But at the end of the day, we're all going to be next to each other. Yep. Like We're going to deal with the same thing that he's going to give us for four years. I mean, it's... I've been with it for 20 years since I've been 18. I'm 38 now. So I've gone through what? Five different elections. So yeah. I'm like, I'm still fine. I'm still here, you know? And I feel <laughs> like, I feel like people like don't see that. Like people like, they just like, I'm a church supporter and you're caca fake news and blah, blah. It's like, no black lives matter. Biden, Democrat, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, calm down, everybody. Like we're all going to be fine. Like We're all going to be <laughs> fine. Like, and I'm very open-minded about this type of stuff and I'm not into politics per se, like at all. Like I could give a shit who's the president or who's the governor or who's the mayor. 
And uh, the, the short reason why is because in Puerto Rico, we had the same thing. Same thing. Um, you know, we got the de- we got some Democrats, we got some Republicans, we got some independents, libertarians, like we got the same thing. Um, out of my years of experience living in my island, I saw the high level of corruption. It was retarded. Like all the things that people are seeing right now about Trump or the people are seeing about the Clintons, all about the shit that the people are seeing about Biden and other other candidates or politicians. I experienced that in Puerto Rico. That was just the norm for us. And that mm-hmm. just shows me how rigged the system is, how, how fucked up the system is. In fact, I remember a year in which a governor had a scandal about fraud, fraud, like stealing money. And then this year, a governor uh, uh, from this year got impeached and kicked out of office because of a scandal from a group chat, a fucking group chat that got leaked. And this shows you the level of ignorance and arrogance that the government has that I foresee this so long that when I came over here to the States and shit like this, what happened? I, was, I, I stand back. I says like, whoa, what the fuck? Are you guys like, are you guys covering what we're doing? Like, what the fuck is going on? You guys are exactly doing what we, we were just doing, man. I left the island to get away from this shit. Why am I getting this shit now? Yep. <laughs> so it's funny. It's, it's just it's funny that I see all this shit. And then at the end of the day, I say I said myself like, you know, I'm politically unbiased i have a open mind i i want to hear every side i want to hear your side and i want to hear your side and i want to hear why you think like that and i want to hear why you think like that and i draw my own conclusions and that's how i became you know neutral uh one of the things i do i highly recommend if anybody watches this is like i watch the joe rogan experience man to me yeah. He brings conservatives, right wings, and leftists and Democrats, like liberals, like from each side. And even bro, have you saw the, the Alex Jones episode? I haven't seen that one yet, but I, I've seen Joe Rogan before, and that's and he's not spot on. He, and he's not <laughs> and he's not affiliated with any political agendas with anybody. He's not a Democrat. He's not a Republican. He only goes with what he believes, and he's always neutral about it. I. Give Shudo mm-hmm. kudos for him. I love listening to his podcast because that's exactly what I want to show. You know, I want to demonstrate in my show too. It's like we're all in this together. We're all the same. Doesn't matter whether you're this or you're that. Like when you sit down in front of my my microphone, we're just gonna have talk. That's it. Yep. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your spins. That's one of the things I learned. Like when I see Fox News and when I and I, then I see CNN news, I want to see what each side says. Because I want to understand the reasons to why. I know. I don't know. Uh, I spoke up a little bit about that. But I feel, I feel like, you know, people should be much more open minded instead of like closed minded alone. One of the same things that I saw yesterday on the Biden speech of shit, you know, one of the things like, you know, I'm, I even though you didn't vote for me, I'm still going to be your president. You know, like. That's what it is. <laughs> that's how it. That's how it's supposed to be. You like know? when like, you're in sixth grade and you voted for Sally as your president, she's your president for your classroom. Yeah, so it's like. <laughs> and the same, the same thing I said to myself when Trump won is like, well, I didn't, I didn't like it. I don't like him at all, but he's my president. Yeah, like, I can't deny that. Then, and that's what you said earlier. Spread peace and love in all this, bro, because we're all going to be together regardless. We're all going to stick with each other. And it's incredible how these four years people have divided how the presidency or the administration itself, even or politics or government itself, because I it's not just an administration. 
uh, the government had had the right as well to to try to unify people, but they instead they divided because they um they planted on that. You know, they they want that. It, it creates it creates um topics, scenes, yep. you know, money, shit, whatever you call it. They poorly handle it, but. Again, it shouldn't be something that we should be divided by. We should be all unified because we, at the end of the day, I'm going to sleep. Um, you're going to be my neighbor. Yeah. So are we going to hate each other for the next four years again? Or are we going to find something in between that, you know, like, you know, okay, you know, what happened here? Uh, let's move on. Yeah. I don't want to hold a grudge, you know. And you said it more clearly more than ever. Like, can you repeat that again? I totally forgot what it was. What, the spreading positivity? Well, besides the positivity, it was um, it, it doesn't matter who's the next president because you're still going to go to sleep. You're still going to wake up and you're gonna, still going to do your things. Nothing's going to change much. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's like what happened the last four years? Nothing. I still got my same paycheck I got every single yep. time. I still worked. That's, I still did my things. It's like, yeah. you know, so I don't know. I don't know, Hopefully. man. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go that far on the political talk, but no, you know, it's fine. I, you know, it, it was good. It was nothing bad. Yeah, <laughs> we, we're completely unbiased on everything, yeah. right? And we want to try to be like that. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you because I, bro, have, have you even do you see Twitter often, or you could care for less? I go on Twitter now a lot. Oh, okay. Um, I'm a lot more on Twitter now than I used to be. Um, have you? I think tw- I think Twitter is a better platform for what. For anything, pretty much. Really, you say? Yeah, I think it's better than Instagram, hmm. in my opinion. So interesting. I have my 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 tops. Okay, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook's kind of losing itself a little bit. I, uh, I feel like the moment that Snapchat and Instagram and Twitter came around, tw- Facebook started to lose its edges. Yeah, that's what Snapchat's I- dead. Snapchat is completely dead. I think. Snapchat is just there. I mean, I use it just to throw stuff on there, but I think TikTok took over the world right now a little bit. Yeah. Over over that. But I think Twitter's getting itself back to what it used to be. So have you seen any of these t- Twitter feuds? Or do you know any Twitter feuds that you happen to see in the in the ADM industry? No. Okay. So have you seen Must Die? You know who Must Die is? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen the Must Die versus Trapped Twitter feud? No, you, I've not seen that one. Yet. Okay, when you, whenever you get a chance, go to Twitter, mm-hmm. search for Must Die, and scroll down all the shit that was happening between Friday and yesterday. I was laughing my ass off, and Must Die is the, I think is he's the he's the asshole that no one knew we needed it. Okay. <laughs> because he just, I don't, and it doesn't, he doesn't just spew fat. It's just he, he has like a fight with everybody to prove them they're wrong. So it's pretty much like what Dead Mouse was doing back in the day. Yes. When he was fighting Th- about things. Yes. And then, and then Armin put him on the actual event. Yes. <laughs> he's the, de- he's the new Dead Mouse of, of this era. Yes. Thank you. I was trying to look for the perfect word to describe it. And it was like, damn it. What was it? My God. Yeah. Must I versus trapped? Trapped? Because that's how I'm trying to pronounce his name. Happens to be a band, a rock band that he's very proud. Oh, he's pro-Trump. He's pro-MAGA all around. Obviously, Mazda is not. 
He hates Trump uh, with all his guts. I mean, he made a okay, song. I, I can see that one going through his feet right now. <laughs> it's a lot of <laughs> a lot of retweets about no more Trump and stuff like that. <laughs> it's hilarious, bro. He was going out because somebody, somebody tweeted, um, "Trump versus Biden is like must die versus trapped." Oh, oh my God! What started this? It became with, I got screenshots that I have to send you. What started this was something that like, oh my God, everybody had nothing else to do. So they started watching the, the Mustang versus Trap. And Trap felt like he was those, um, one of those pro Trumps that he's like pro MAGA all around that. I don't care what you say. You sh- what you said is bullshit. MAGA pro life, blah, blah, blah. Second amendment, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and Mazda is like, Huh? Dude, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you? Like, I'd never heard you in my life. It's like, oh, I'm one of those, um, you know, rock, us rock stars and blah, blah, blah. And then when they started digging out more information about this guy, bro, the means could not stop. Apparently, this guy, his first week back in the day of releasing a song or an album, sold 600 copies. <sighs> that would have been good. Like, I don't know, like 1920, but... I don't know about now. Oh my God. Bro, and then there was more to that. And then they were going back and forth, insulting each other, obviously. They were just going back and forth. And then, you know, Trap had to put out, it's like, you know, I had to cancel my show that I was going to do an acoustic show for 500 people. But the governor's a fuckhead and she canceled it and I couldn't do it. But so you know that I was going to show you how much we do. And then... Must I show him a picture? Cool story, bro. With him on a huge stage with his with his logo and like thousands of people in his stage. Why, why do why do people get to fight like that? Like, and, and it's to the point that it's people in different different genres of music that are going to fights. Eminem had a fight with Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, that's the the Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, look, I I think he won like what a Grammy, but he won a Grammy for what for like hippie poppy kid lovey music you know it's like yeah not real real hip hop music so it's like Eminem made him go from rap to that like yeah <laughs> it's oh bro it was so it was just funny it was funny um and then a few weeks ago i don't know if you heard about this have you heard about canceling ikali I- is that his name ikali i think i saw something about that all right, so do you know some of the story or not? Not much of it. All right, so the rundown, the rundown about it is that according to many people and according to his ex-girlfriend, he was abusive and, and an alcoholic and a drug abuser. And you will think, like, when you listen to his music, it's like, that shit is still so happy music. Like, I don't see anything but according to her former girlfriend like she filed a lawsuit and she came out because she couldn't handle you know whatever she was going through and then apparently a lot of people came out as well at the same time it became a whole me too movement type shit mm-hmm. in which she calls that calls yep. him out for, okay yeah, yeah i remember and i do remember that yep. yeah i do see that yeah what do you think about that it's funny you say that because mm-hmm. i see a lot of videos on tiktok about this where and it's the reason i'm using it is I'm using it as a as a metaphor whatever the things the same um, yeah. where you, you look at yourself in the mirror and the person is screaming through the mirror and then it's like a, it goes like this and then it cuts out to the person smiling 
So a lot Ooh. of people have a lot of demons inside of them. Ooh. And then it looks like they're all happy-go-lucky and they're doing all this stuff. But inside, they're into so much depression, so much issues mm-hmm. that you don't know about it. So it's like, yeah, his music sounds all, you know, this and it's all good and all that. But, you know, we don't really know who a person is inside because some people hold things in so much, you know, that it doesn't really go out there. So, I mean, it could be true that, you know, he was into all that stuff and he did he was abusive or anything like that. It's just, you know... A lot of people have demons inside of yeah. them that don't don't you know release them. So that's that's an issue. I agree, and I wanted to ask you, like, as a, as a promoter, mm-hmm. when you hear all this type of stuff, what do you guys do? What is the next procedure to this? Like, what do you go about it? What to like book them or anything like that, or yeah, in general, as a promoter, when you. When when a promoter hears the stories about these certain artists that they booked before or they're planning to book, what do you guys do when you hear these stories? How do you guys take it? Like you guys take it with a grain of salt, or you guys like all decided like you know it's a bad image. Let's not go I mean, about. I, I mean, it happened a couple of years ago. I mean, we had, a, you know, it's that's sick. If it's a bad image, yeah. If it's a bad image, I mean, we have to just you know, hey, look, it's just push it aside. Get you know, look, we're just gonna postpone it for now until we get the full details. Same thing that happens in the NFL and any sports team. I mean, yeah. if someone has an issue like that, they go, look, we're going to suspend you for a couple of weeks, you know, so we know exactly what's going on. And then hopefully it clears up. You know, WWE does it. A lot of companies do it. Um, it just sucks. I mean, it happened to the previous artist that just, you know, you know, God rest his soul. He passed away. Eric Murillo. Oh, he had a case oh yeah. On. He had a case. I heard about you know, that. Of, yeah. Of a rape and all that. And, you know, obviously, you know, he committed suicide. I mean, we, we're never going to know what the full story is. If it did happen, if it didn't happen, you know, but we're never going to know because yeah, but it's, it's like that. You don't know what the person's living through in life or, you know, if they're depressed in life. I mean, a lot of us have escapes out there that we do to get out of this whole entire thing. So maybe his escape was music. Um, maybe they got into an argument and just the demon came out and things happened. So it's, it sucks. It really does. You know, It really is. I, I as I scroll down more about this whole Ikala cancel Ikala thing, I was like, damn, that actually sucks. And then I keep seeing like, oh, great, another one. It's like I'm pretty sure it's like, oh, okay, they're talking about that sick and all that. And, yeah, and I mean, then and then and then I look even more further, and then I was like, no, that's like it's not the only one, or Ikala is not the one. There's much more, and they actually like I was looking into it. I was like, oh my god, what the. F- is going on here like there's a whole lot more that i know allegedly some of these are not allegedly like that's it mm-hmm. i don't believe it's allegedly like i've seen videos and i've mm-hmm. talked to homies from from the labels who i toured with him that they see that this is uh, a normal behavior of him yeah so that gives me the proof that okay that's sick is this sick minded i hope he's getting some help i don't know i could care less about him i don't want him in my show <laughs> well, no, it, it's it it freaks you out. It gets to the point that you know I have you know people that message me all the time. Oh, I want to party with you. Ta-da. Great. Nine times out of the time, I don't try getting close to people. Not because yeah. anything bad. I'll say hi, whatever. I don't buy anybody any drinks. I don't do any of that stuff because there's breach. There's two artists that same thing happened to them. You know, which is Doves happened to them. I think it, it got thrown out because it was a lie, but. They were also charged with that type of thing. Also, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get into that. But have you heard about uh, about Bass Nectar being a groomer? No, I didn't hear about that one. Yeah. Oh no. Yes. Yeah, I did. 
Because the thing is, at the powerhouse chat, they write a lot of this stuff. So I get a oh. lot of their information from them. Yeah. There are a lot of base heads. But any movement that's out there, if it's a Me Too movement, uh, Black Lives Matter movement and things like that, everything is like you're walking on eggshells. You say one wrong thing or you mm-hmm. do one wrong thing and you are <laughs> yeah. front and center of the spotlight. And yeah, and I feel like some of these people who actually did did it, they should be on the spotlight and they should go through that bullshit, you know. But then there's these other people that I go in defense in which I know this person for the longest time. They're not like that. Even mm-hmm. if maybe he may have some demons in it, but I know he's not like that. And that's something I, I always practice even today when I every time I go out to a party or a club or a festival or not. I'm in work mode all the time. Sure. I I stay. I, it's not that I'm afraid of women. I just stay away for any potential people that believe that you know they could get me just because you know I. Hey, you don't. You wrong. don't know what's gonna happen. You, I mean, you really don't. I mean, and that's sad that we're right now on that moment of walking on eggshells because yeah, we don't know what's gonna happen. We don't know whether I say the wrong thing, and all of a sudden, bam, like. I'm now on the horrible, evil villain that, mm-hmm. I, bro, I have people try to cancel me. If I kid, I kid you not. I've heard rumors of people try to cancel me. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you gotta be. It's like it's like the people that know me, they know me. They know who yeah. the type of person I am. So that's why I never give so much attention about it, and I could give a free fuss about it. I know the people who are, but it's it's ridiculous. But see, now that everything's on social media, it's like, yeah, you have to be super careful what you're right with yeah. people. You have to be like, super, like, you know, it's like, dude, you can't, you can't, like, <laughs> you can't even like something. I'll tell you why. Because one of my former managers, um, he was when whole, when the whole Me Too movement was happening, uh, he, uh, somebody was coming out saying that this guy, this base dude, Hacha, was a piece of shit. He was trying to get to me and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then somebody, replied on her saying like yo you gotta understand like we're walking on angels like this is all allegedly and you're trying to uh, tarnish uh, someone's name because you heard about it what like you need to have your fats in check in order to make sure some something around the lines that they were saying my manager my former manager all he did was like that post that like that comment and then all of a sudden this girl started attacking him and started attacking him putting him out blast it's like don't book this guy's artist yep. because he supports uh rape and blah 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 yeah, so that's why like i don't like it like usually on twitter i'll like you know regular posts but anything that has to do like i am for this or for that nope not trying to get myself involved in any of that stuff because and if i believe in it great you know i believe in it you know my people know that i you know my friends know that i believe in whatever I believe, but I don't have to like anything because it just opens a can of worms through a bunch of other yeah. things. Yeah. So it sucks that, you know, in today's world now, now we're all walking in eggshells and this is the type of shit that we had to go through, man. And mm-hmm. 